It's time once again for another Blind Podcasters Roundtable here on Clubhouse, if you're listening live, and of course also in the Blind Podmaker feed. It's Jonathan Mosen. Thank you so much for being here, no matter how you are here. First of all, just to let you know that this is going to be the last Blind Podcasters Roundtable in a regular format that I'm going to be doing. That's not to say that I'm not still committed to the Blind Podmaker Club and, of course, to our wonderful email list, which is pretty low traffic, but high quality. You get lots of high traffic, low quality email lists out there. And I think what we do have on the Blind Podmaker list is really great stuff. As some people may know, I have a day job as a chief executive, and it's a pretty busy job. And on top of that, I have quite a few voluntary commitments that I'm happy to do for the blind community, but there's really only so much that one person can do. And I've recently taken on quite a significant new one for Mushroom Escape, which I'm really excited about. And if you've been listening to Mosin at large, you will know about this. So I really just want to get a good work-life balance, make sure I don't fail to recharge the batteries and that I do have good family time. So that's a long-winded way of saying I'm just cutting back on a couple of commitments and uh, maintaining this every week and then putting the podcast together and all that kind of stuff is just something that I'm going to have to let go. Now, that said, remember that the Blind Podmaker Club, if you are a member, if you identify yourself as a podcaster in your bio, or I know that you're a podcaster, or you contact me to let me know that you are a podcaster or in some way involved in audio, when you follow the club, I will make you a member, and that gives you the ability to start rooms in the Blind Podmaker Club. And I would absolutely welcome you starting any rooms to discuss any particular topic on podcasting from a blindness perspective, whether it be working with newbies, talking about a particular microphone or audio interface or software, any aspect of podcasting at all is totally on topic. So by all means, knock yourself out and feel free to create your own rooms here in the Blind Podmaker Club if you are a member. And I will from time to time be doing discussions and demonstrations here in the room. But this will be the last in this format of the Blind Podcasters Roundtable that I will host. And today, it's a really good topic. You've got this powerful computer in your pocket in the form of your iPhone. It's got a super duper processor. It's capable of recording and editing. How do we do that as blind people? And is it actually viable to do it if you're somebody who likes to do a lot of editing? Or what about if you don't? If you're one of those people who tends to just record and let it go out because you want your podcast to sound natural, then maybe using your iPhone is an option for you. We'll explore all of this. William Poger is here, and he is going to, first of all, demonstrate recording and doing a bit of editing with Ferrite. He's produced a demonstration that I will play in just a moment, and then we'll open it up for comments and questions. You may well have used Ferrite yourself, or perhaps you have used some other tool in iOS for editing your podcast. I think there are so many recorders out there. Recording on iOS isn't really the issue, is it? Because you're spoiled for choice in terms of accessible recorders. I guess the question for me is, how easy is it to do the edits that many of us like to do in podcasting? 
all on your iPhone. And then, of course, you've got to get the podcast published. So hopefully we'll explore all of these things, but let's go into William's demo first. Hello, everyone. This is William, and today I want to show you an app called Ferrite that is spelled F-E-R-R-I-T-E. It is available for iOS and iPad OS. So if you have either of those, you can search for it in the App Store. The app itself is free, but in order to take advantage of all the features it has to offer, um, you will need to upgrade to the Pro version. And I can't remember how much the Pro version is because it's been so long since I have purchased it. But I believe it's around $30. To get an exact price, though, you will want to check that out in the App Store. So I have the Ferrite app open right now, and I'm going to go from left to right across the screen. And then I figured we could dive into the help file because that has some really great information on it. And I think it will explain some stuff better than I can. So we're up at the top. I'm doing a two finger swipe up. Select button. Audio select button. Select button. There's a select button. And then go to the right of that. Audio library button. Audio library. Tools button. Tools. Sort by. Ellipsis. Sort by. Button. Search. Search field. Ready to record. Stereo. Left channel on. Right channel on. And this uh, supports stereo YouTube. recording. Right channel record button. So now I can record a piece of audio. So. Monitoring off. Dimmed. We're going to move to the right. Monitoring is off. And I believe that is for if you have headphones. iPhone microphone adjustable. iPhone swipe microphone. Swipe with one finger to adjust the value. Clipping only. And I'm swiping up and down just to show you what the different settings are in that. All. Off. Clipping only. All. Off. Input level. 100% 0. Input 0. level. I don't understand everything about the input level controls. Ferrite store button. Ferrite store. And we'll just click on this real quick. Ferrite store. Heading. Done. But have you already upgraded? Restore purchases. But Ferrite 2 Pro. Install selected. Okay, so I already have the Ferrite 2 Pro version installed. Ferrite 2 Pro upgrade. Your Pro upgrade is installed. Thanks for supporting independent development. Questions? Contact customer support. You can contact button. customer support in the store page too. Contact customer support. All right, so I'm going to do a two-figure scrub back. Select button. Audio tools button. And it brought me back up to the top, so I'm swiping right Sword again. Button. Search. Ready to left. Right. Record. Monitoring. iPhone. Input left. Fairlight store. Season finale opening remark. Okay, so now we're going into all the projects I have for my uh, podcast episodes and everything like that. So I'm not going to really go into one of those. I'm going to um, test this out, make a little sample recording. Select audio tool. Ready, left, right, record button. So we're recording. Record. This is a test recording for the demonstration that I'm doing on Ferrite. And now we're done. So I'm going to stop the recording. Monitoring. Stop button. Stop. Fill image. Right chant. Record. Monitoring. iPhone input. Ferrite. Selected. New recording. Okay, notice how it says new recording, and that means when it says new recording, that's a recording you have just created. So, we want to change the name, because that way it's much easier to keep track of what you're doing, what project you're working on. So, 
Edit. Info. Share. Info. Title. Text field. Is editing. New recording selected. And I want to change the title, so I'm going to... Then double tap to app insertion point bit end. Delete. M. Delete. G. N. R. D. R. O. C. Cap R. Delete. Space. Delete. W. E. Cap N. Delete. So now that that's deleted, I'm going to put test for ferrite demonstration. For inserted test for ferrite demonstration. Delete. Bookmark. Audio. Done. Title. Done. Button. Done. Okay. Audio clip info. Done. Button. Title. Test for ferrite demonstration. Text field. Done. Button. Selected. Test for ferrite demonstration. 17 seconds. Today. Okay, now that is labeled. And I went Actions to the available. info tab to do that. Now, if I wanted to edit that, I would go to the recording I want. And ferrite in this case, button. I want to go to the test demonstration for ferrite. Selected. Test for ferrite demonstration. Or test for ferrite demonstrations, today. rather. And it will tell you how long the recording is. And I think this is important to some degree to keep track of which recording it is because the edited versions of what you might come out with to finish up your project may be shorter or longer than the original. So I want to edit. Edit. Showing from 0 milliseconds to 19.0 seconds. Adjust playhead at 0 milliseconds. Track 1 to volume. Panning. Track 1. Test for ferrite. Final mech. Add new track. Import. Toolbar. Done. Undo. Redo. Rewind. Play. Button. Pause. Record. This is a play. Now, I played it. And then I pause it real quick. I want to cut off the very beginning of that because, you know, it has voiceover talking. And if I'm creating a professional podcast, I want to try to minimize the amount of extra space where there's, you know, nothing meaningful going on except for voiceover telling me about my recording and how long it is and what I need to do to pause it or what have you. So... I'm going to edit this. So I'm in the edit field, the space where you can do all sorts of things. By the way, when you edit a, a piece of um, audio, there are then two copies of that audio that are going to appear. One is the original and one is the edited project that you're going to be doing. So it'll say test for ferrite, edit, and then the other one will be the original. I'll show you that in a minute. But so I want to edit this. So I stopped it at the point where I want to edit it. Showing from playhead at track one's volume. Panning. Track one. Edit point. 3.0 seconds. Edit point. 3.0 seconds. This is something very important to pay attention to. Pay attention to where the slider is when you want to edit. Uh, double tap on that. Track one. Edit point. 3.0 seconds. Import. Activate. Import. Import, but toolbar, done, but undo, redo, rewind, play, button, fast forward, fast forward, show, play, select, track, okay. volume, panning, track, test, track one, edit point, 3.0 seconds, track one, edit, show more items, menu item. Sometimes you might have to double tap that edit point twice. Split, menu item. I want to split that. Split, menu item. Split, split, menu Toolbar. Re undo. Done. Import. But add new track. Final mech. Test for test for ferrite demonstration. Zero milliseconds to three point zero seconds. Selected. Now, when you split a piece of audio from a track, 
you're going to have two clips on screen. They might both be selected and it's very important that you make sure that the only one you select is the one that you want to snip off from this piece. Test for ferrite demonstration. 3.0 seconds to 17.3 seconds. Selected. I don't want that to be Actions selected, available. so I'm going to double tap. Test for ferrite demonstration. 3.0 seconds to 17.3 seconds. And the only one that should be selected now. Test for ferrite demonstration. 0 milliseconds to 3.0 seconds. Selected. Okay, that is selected. Now, if you want to select a clip that's not selected, you do the same double tap on that particular clip. So it kind of works both ways. Move. Menu. Menu. And I swiped down once on the clip I want to work with uh, to get to the menu. Because when you double tap on the edit point of a track, and sometimes you might have to do that twice, um, a new menu pops up. And then that's where you split it. And then you have two clips to work with. Activate. Move. Menu. Activate. Default. Move. Menu. So I'm going to go on the menu. Show more items. Join. Menu. Delete. Menu item. Delete. Menu. Ripple. Delete. Menu item. Ripple. Delete. Menu item. Ripple. Delete. Menu item. Import. Okay. Button. Okay. Now I've, I've, it does something called ripple delete. So if there's a spot in the middle of a episode, I want to cut out. It's going to delete that. But it's also going to move other pieces of audio up against it so that you won't have any long um, spaces with dead silence. And so I'm going to hit done on that. Showing play at track volume panning track test for final add new import toolbar done button selected test for ferrite demonstration edit project 14 seconds today 11 10 a.m. Now if you'll listen because I'm out of that recording now and I'm in the, the main screen. Okay, so do you remember what I said earlier about once you edit a piece of audio that there are two copies of that audio? So I'm going to go from left to right. Listen to what happens. Ferrite store. Selected. Test for ferrite demonstration. Edit. Project. 14 seconds. Today. 11.10 a.m. That, that is my new piece of audio that I just edited off the same track, but it's the newest version with all the updates and fixes that I made. Now, if I move to the right. Test for ferrite demonstration. 17 seconds. Today, 11.03 a.m. That is the original piece of audio. Now, I want to make one more change to this test demonstration that I did. So I'm going to go back to the edited version. Selected. Test for ferrite demonstration. Edit. Project. 14 seconds. Today, 11.10 a.m. And I'm going to swipe down to make sure I'm on the edit option because we're editing this again. Showing from 0 milliseconds to 19.0 seconds toolbar. Rewind. Redo. Undo. Redo. Rewind. Play. Button. So we're going to play this. Pause. That I'm doing on Ferrite. Play. There was some dead silence after that. And so I want to just trim that off. Just to make sure nobody hears my voice over speaking other stuff. Uh, because I've said all I wanted to say. That's all I want that's in the clip. So I'm going to... Showing play track volume. Panning. Zip track one. Edit point. 8.2 seconds. Actions available. Track one. Edit point. 8.2 seconds. Toolbar. Fast forward. But play. Rewind. Redo. 
undo, but show play, select track one tools, volume, panning, track one, edit point, 8.2 seconds, import, activate, import, panning, track one, edit point, again, track hit. one, edit, show more items, menu item, again, I am double tapping on that edit point twice, split, menu item, split, I want to split that again, split, menu item, Toolbar, play, button, fast, fast forward, play, rewind, but redo, undo, done, import, add new, final net, test for, test for ferrite demonstration, zero milliseconds to 8.2 seconds, selected. Again, two clips Actions are going to be available. selected. I want to make sure only one is, and I want to make sure that the clip is the one I want to work with. So like I said earlier, make sure that you pay attention to how many seconds it is, how many minutes it is, because that's really going to be another way for you to know that you're on what you're supposed to be on. Test for ferrite demonstration. 8.2 seconds to 14.3 seconds. Selected. Test for ferrite demonstration. Test for ferrite demonstration. 0 milliseconds to 8.2 seconds. Test for ferrite demonstration. 8.2 seconds to 14. Move. Menu. Show more items. Join. Met delete. Select all. Men copy. Menu item cut. Menu copy. Select delete. Join. Menu delete. Menu item. Delete. Menu item. Toolbar, play, button, fast, fast forward, showing, play, track, volume, panic, track, test, final, add, new, import, toolbar, undo, done, button, selected, test for ferrite demonstration, edit, project, 8 seconds, today, 11.14 okay. a.m. Now, there wasn't any audio in that, in that last little bit, so it didn't say split, like it usually does, and I think it was such a short length of time that, you know, it just... Wanted to know if you wanted to delete that. But here's what it's going to sound like when it's all, it's all finished now. Ferrite selected. Test for ferrite demonstration. Edit. Project. 8 seconds. Today. 11.14 a.m. Play that. Test recording for the demonstration that I am doing on ferrite. Ferrite selected. Test for ferrite demonstration. We're going to play it Edit. again. Project. Test recording for the demonstration that I am doing on ferrite. Okay, I cut it a little close in the beginning, I think. But now we'll play the original just to give you a sense of... Test for ferrite demonstration. 17 seconds. Today, 11.03 a.m. Record. This is a test recording for the demonstration that I am doing on ferrite. And now we're done. So I'm going to stop the recording. Monitoring. Stop. Button. Okay, so that was in the original version. Now back to the edited version. Selected. Test for ferrite demonstration. Edit. Project. It says edit and it says project. So you'll really know the difference. Actions available. Test recording for the demonstration that I am doing on ferrite. So that is just some of the things that ferrite recording studio can do. You can also do things like... Uh, Strip silence in the uh, pre-production settings. Um, tighten up audio. That is useful if you have multiple tracks um, on your podcast, um, which I try to avoid because I find it complicated. But some people might like to do that. I have done multi-tracks on here before. So I'm just going to go into the help file real quick. I just want to give you a sense of how fully detailed it is. So if you really get stuck, you can go there. Select live tools, rip input, multiple input level, ferrites, select library, button tools, button. Selected, test import settings, but user guide, customers, user guide, button. User guide. Search chapters, search field, 
Ferrite, recording studio, recording, heading left, ampersand, head the library, heading left, editing, heading level, the light, ampersand, recording, ampersand, the library, zero one. Okay, now I'm in the table of contents. So you can easily select a, a section if you want to go to it. Editing, additional info, recording. When you open up Ferrite, the top of the screen is taken up with the recording controls. When you open up Ferrite, the top of the screen is taken up with the recording controls. Note, due to iOS privacy protections, you need to give Ferrite permission to access your microphone before you can use the recording controls. Once you've taken care of that, you'll see bullet, list start, a large microphone button to start or stop recording, bullet, a description of the device that will be used for recording, e.g. iPhone microphone, bullet, a display wrapped around the microphone button that shows the loudness of the sound currently being picked up by the microphone, list end. If you have headphones plugged in, you'll also see a small headphones button. Tap this to turn monitoring on or off. When monitoring is on, everything that's picked up by the microphone will be sent to the headphones so you can listen to it. Note, this is unavailable when using the iPhone's built-in speaker, because the sound would be picked up again by the mic, causing a feedback loop and a nasty squealing sound. If you're using a single mono microphone, you will see a rainbow over the microphone button that represents the sound it is picking up. If you have a stereo source connected, or an interface that supports multiple channels, the display is broken down into sections, one for each channel. The free version is limited to one or two channels, mono slash stereo, but the pro version supports more. See the pro recording features section. For details, channel input displays are zero decibels peak meters, meaning that if the meter fills up, you've maxed out the input, causing clipping. The entire section will light up red if this happens and glow for a few seconds afterwards. You ideally want the loudest sounds to light up everything except the outer ring to get the highest quality recording. A common technique is to try and get typical voice levels to be in the bright green region. If you have to differentiate without color any... Okay, this gets really technical. But I'm I'm navigating this, this documentation by heading, which you can do. Um, that is extremely helpful in my opinion. Let's go to the editing real quick, just to... Fair I to put the library, heading, selecting more than one item, filtering the library, audio info and pre-production, pre-production, heading level three, channel selection, heading the project info, deleted items, heading editing, heading level one. Editing overview, heading level two. The usual way to create a project is to either bullet, list, tap on a piece of audio in the library, then edit. Tap on a piece of editing overview, heading level two. Editing overview, heading level two. The usual way to create a project is to either bullet, list, start, tap on a piece of audio in the library, then tap edit, or bullet, tap select in the library, pick several pieces of audio, then tap edit in the toolbar. Either way, a new project will be created and it will contain the audio you selected. You can add more later. See editing tracks below. Note, to continue editing a project later, you can tap on it, then tap edit, just like for audio. If you tap on the original audio and tap it set it button again, you will instead create a new separate project based on the same original audio. The main editing screen consists of bullet, list start, the time bar along the top of the screen. This acts like a ruler that marks off minutes and seconds instead of inches or centimeters, as well as helping you see where you are in the project. There's also a triangular marker, the playhead, which shows where playback will start from next. You can drag the playhead to move it or tap to jump it to a new position. Bullet, the tracks below the time bar are the tracks. Each track is a container into which you can place clips of audio. Each track can be playing one clip of audio at any given moment, and the sound of all the tracks is mixed together to make the final mix, the result of your project. How you organize your tracks is up to you, but you might choose to use one for background music, another for field recorded interviews, and another for studio voiceover. For example, clips of audio are placed on the tracks and can be moved around to position them earlier or later in the mix, trimmed shorter, and so on. Bullet. Below the tracks is the final mix. R. For settings that affect the whole project. After the tracks have been mixed together. Bullet. Below the final mix bar. An add button allows you to add new tracks. Bullet. The import button is also there and pops open your library. Tap a piece of audio to add it to the project. Bullet. 
At the bottom of the screen is the toolbar, list end. The toolbar contains the following controls, document save, description list start, term. You know, that gives you a basic idea of this app. Uh, again, the help file is extremely accessible and you can even access that even if you don't have the full version. So that might be a way to give you some insight into all the features that you can have with the full version. And that is William's demo of Ferrite, and we'll bring William on the stage in just a second and talk to him, but I would make a number of points. First of all, thanks for doing the demo, uh, and uh, a few notes that I made while listening to it. There do seem to be audio indicators in Ferrite when you are setting your levels. If you're clipping, you can have an audio indicator, it seems, that uh, tells you that. So that's a really nice feature. You can record on Ferrite. If you are worried about how the editing is going to go for you when you're editing with Ferrite, you can record there and then export. And it's really easy to export your files to iCloud or Dropbox or any of the file sharing services that you have there through the iOS share sheet. And that's really well done. So I actually have uh, something in my iCloud drive called Ferrite Recordings. And if I find the need to make a recording when I'm uh, out and about, and I can do this with just press record on my watch as well, then you can just uh, send it to iCloud and you can do what you need to do afterwards. There is a wide range of keyboard commands in Ferrite. So uh, William was using the touchscreen there. The keyboard commands are extensive and they are well documented in the manual. And speaking of that manual, it is available on the web and for download. And there is an entire chapter on using voiceover with Ferrite. And one of the things you find often with these indie developers is that when they understand that blind people are using these things, I mean, they really get into it. It's one of the great things about using iPhone, in my view, is you just ever so often you come across these passionate third-party developers, and they just do such a wonderful job. And of course, on this Blind Podcasters Roundtable series, we had uh, Ed from Ed Philowat from Backpack Studio, who's exactly in that category. The latency is amazing when you are using something wired. And obviously, if you've got wired headphones plugged in through the lightning adapter, you will hear this, that when you're monitoring yourself with that monitor function, the latency is so tiny, it's definitely bearable. Once you start introducing Bluetooth into the mix, say AirPods or some other Bluetooth solution, you're going to increase the latency. And by latency, I mean the kind of delay that you'll hear a little kind of an echo when you talk and when you come back to yourself. But with a wired headset, the latency on newer iPhones with Ferrite is remarkable. And actually, this is one of the reasons that I use Ferrite before every Clubhouse session now. You will remember, if you've been a part of this Blind Podcasters Roundtable for a while, that one day we were doing a Blind Podcasters Roundtable session and my audio wasn't working. And it turned out yet another of those uh, lightning-to-headphone adapters from Apple had broken but I didn't know. And there's no real easy way to monitor this when you're on Clubhouse. You can't listen to how you sound. To do that, you really need a second device and a second account because you can't be logged in in two places. Clubhouse doesn't offer a room that you can go into where you can, say, record a little bit of yourself and hear yourself coming back. That'd be a nice feature. So I didn't know that my lightning adapter had broken. What I do now is I go into Ferrite a few minutes before I come on Clubhouse when it's all connected here to my mixer, and I just turn the monitor function on, and that way I can hear myself coming back, and I know that it's all working. So, I mean, it's a pretty expensive 
reason to have ferrite, but you know, I mean, <laughs> it works. It's a good tool. So there are just a few thoughts from me, and uh, we'll welcome William live and in the flesh on the stage now. Welcome to you, William. Hello. How are you doing? I'm oh, not too bad for a blind guy, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Yeah, happy Fourth, by the way, because it's the Fourth of July over there. Well, thank you so much, and I just want to say it's an it's um an honor to be on this show. And I uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this demonstration. Well, that's really kind of you. So if anyone's got any questions for you, put you in the hot seat, then please feel free to raise your hand. We will get to them. I have some questions. You know, I'm a, um, I'm a stickler for editing. And so when I sit here, one of the reasons why my podcasts take so jolly long to produce is because I like to tighten them up if I feel like there's a a breath I can safely edit out or an um or an ah that I can get rid of, I will do it. But presumably, if you were using ferrite, you'd think twice, wouldn't you? Because I know that you were probably going at a slower speed to demonstrate it all, but it sounds like if you were making those minute edits, it might take you some time. Yeah, it, it really does. And I mean, um, when I edited this demonstration, I actually went into, I think it's the pre-production menu where you can adjust some settings. And I actually did tighten up my audio to shorten it. So, you know, cause there were some long pauses. So, but it did take a lot of, it did take a lot of time. Yeah. Cause it's not so bad when you're trimming the beginning and you're trimming the end. That's, that's straightforward enough. But I'm thinking, for example, let's say I have a sentence and I say, I am um, delighted to be here and I just want to clean it up. So it says, I am delighted to, to be here now in Reaper. That's just so second nature to me that it takes me all of three seconds probably to make that edit. But I imagine in Ferret it might take you quite a bit longer. It does. I mean, you have to track down the point that you want to clip out. And then, you know, when you go into the edit menu, because if you want to delete that particular, you know, second, you have to pay attention to not only where where it is, but also how many clips are selected on screen. Because like I said in the demonstration, you know, by default, it seems to select all the clips. So you really have to pay attention to the time markers um, and make sure that you're not accidentally selecting the whole track and just the just the one you want. And it's it's a lot of swiping around and it's just a lot of a lot of listening. Presumably, it might be a little easier with a Bluetooth keyboard. It, it would be. Yeah. One of the things about Ferrite that I have not found, and if anybody else has used Ferrite, or maybe you're using some other editing tool on iOS, then I'd be interested in hearing about your workflow. But the what you're describing is kind of like the Ripple editing that is in Reaper, and it's possible that the developer of Ferrite got the idea from Reaper, which has been around quite a long time, where you can you can mark passages of a of a track and then go ahead and delete those passages. He does another app called Hokusai. And one of the things that I did notice about that is that that has the traditional ability to, I think you select your tracks and then you can use the left bracket key to mark the beginning of a selection and the right bracket key to mark the end. And then you can delete it. So it's quite similar to a lot of other sound editors that use that convention. So that might be another one. It's it's equally accessible, and it might be another one that people can look at. I haven't done too much with it because at the time, until Clubhouse came along, I didn't have a cause to get something that connected my iPhone to my mixer. But it could be viable. So there's another option for uh, people who are looking at, uh, at editing with iOS. Let's go to Charlie now, who's on stage. Hi, Charlie. Hello, Jonathan. How are you today? I'm marvelous. Marvelous. 
<laughs> can tell. Um, happy 4th of July for all the Americans. Um, I'm not an American. I would love to be there, but, well. I would never have guessed from your accent. Never have guessed it in a million <laughs> years. <laughs> well, um, what I wanted to ask is that um, do you get Ferrite? Is Ferrite only Apple-based, or can you get it maybe for Windows as well? Um, I'm not really sure. I th- I want to say that it is only Apple-based, but I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. Yeah, it is. It is only Apple, and I presume that you can now run it on the Mac too, on the on the M1 Macs at least. But I've not tried that with my M1 Mac. Uh, okay. Um, one last comment that I had, um, Jonathan. Actually, what you the the um, app that you were actually uh, comparing with was actually Audacity that you can actually begin the with the left bracket key. Were the beginning of an edit, selection of an edit, and then the right bracket key with the end of a selection of an edit. It, it, it works in many, many sound editors. That is a convention that most sound editors follow. Okay. Okay. Jonathan, thank you so much for this opportunity. That's all I wanted to ask. Thank you. Good to, good to hear. And for, for anyone in any doubt, Charlie's in South Africa. So uh, have, a, have a lovely day there. We have got, it says here, a photo of Tim Cummings, and I'm sure that it is a photo of Tim looking extremely dapper and, you know, all those good things, and he is in the United States, so happy 4th to you, Tim. I was just going to go in and try to adjust my audio oh, again oh, in high oh, quality. Oh, I'm, yes, I'm sorry, oh, I didn't give you much time because there's no cue th- that's at okay. the moment. Yeah. Th- that's okay. All right, well, that's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm on my P4 today, Jonathan. Am I sounding okay? Look at you I, go. Was... You sound good on the P4. <laughs> you, I've got you. my P4 in my office now. and um. It was really funny because I, I, somebody came at my chief operating officer actually came into my office and he said, oh, so this is the P4. So that's how I realized that my chief operating officer listens to Mosin at large. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, William, very nice demonstration. Thank you, Tim. Um, just, I have a question. Um, is, the, is there a way in, well, is there a way in ferrite to uh two things is there a way to preview and edit before you actually do it and the other question is is there any kind of um scrubbing feature in ferrite so that you can uh move back and forth through audio if you really want to kind of a- adjust your edit point uh before you before you do it, especially if you're making a very tight edit, like you're getting rid of, say, a, a breath or something like that? So, I mean, for, I guess, to your first question, um, you can listen to your editing, how it's going, before you hit the done button. Okay. Um, and once you hit the, the done button, it'll say something like toolbar done button. Then those edits are in there. And the only way that I have found that you can you know, basically re-edit if you've really messed up a piece of audio would be to go back into the original copy that you have and start over. Um, gotcha, gotcha. And the second, what, your second question was about uh, what finding a piece of audio in a clip. So, for example, if you let's say, let's say you've you've done an edit, or you're 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 going to do an edit, and you want to. Um, you want to tighten it up a little bit. Let's say you you tried to get a you know tried to say edit out a breath or something like that, or or say edit out an um, 
All right. So, you've so the only thing I have found that you can do, you can, you can go into, um, it's there, it's called pre-production settings mm -hmm. and in there it's, uh, in, uh, tools and it's, it's called Titan audio. Um, yeah. and so you can, there's a, uh, adjustment bar that you can adjust, um, to really, you know, cut out the long pauses and, um, stuff like that. I'll be honest. I'm not too familiar with it because I've only used it once or twice. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it looks like an interesting program. Um, it is, it is. It saved me a lot of, you know, I, I produced my podcast through anchor and before that I was having to use anchors edit tool, which is, well, they could use some work. Um, and I was having to just break it up into tons of segments and go through each segment and try to glue it back together the way I wanted. It was, it was very time consuming and a little frustrating at times. Have you used it with a keyboard at all? Uh, ferrite? Um, yeah. no, I haven't. Cause that would be interesting. That might, that might make things a little bit easier in terms of editing. Um, and it's packed with keyboard commands. Maybe we, we should see if we can reach out to the developer who I've had a lot of good contact with over the years and see if he'd like to come in here and have a chat with us about some. That would be awesome. The, the that would be really awesome. awesome. Optimum use. I mean, because it's so attractive, the idea of doing all this stuff on your phone. It also has a lot of effects like compression and reverb. And, you know, he's done an amazing job. And I know that some really big podcasts, particularly in Apple land, are using Ferrite on iPad to do the whole production workflow. Now, is Jonathan, is, is Ferrite considered a multi-track editor? Or is yeah. That oh, yeah, that? definitely. Definitely it is a multi-track editor. Yep. Wow. That's interesting. Because yeah. I think, aren't they both made by the same developer? Yes. So HokuSai and Ferrite are both made by Woogie Juice. And uh, uh, one's destructive and one's non-destructive. I think Ferrite is non-destructive, if I remember correctly. Okay. Okay. Well, William, thank you again. I'm going to uh, shut up and let more people come up on stage. Uh, hey, uh, thanks, you're Tim. welcome, Tim. It was awesome. Uh, Jonathan, as you. usual, great job. Great thank you. Job. For, thank you. Do you have all the features? Did you upgrade to to the full package? Yes, I did. Hmm. I mean, there's a so lot in there, it. isn't there? There, there is a lot. There is a lot. I'll, I'll tell you, Jonathan. You know, having this program, you know, even though right now I'm just using a it on my iPhone without a keyboard, it saved me a lot of time. I've been really able to go in there, and you know, last week I actually just experimented with uh, some leftover audio I had from something, and I played with the rever reverb feature, and that's how I found out it you know, creates a bunch of uh, echoey atmosphere noise. Um, and that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Um, so, you know, just a lot of, just a lot of, a lot of really cool features. And I, I absolutely love it. It's interesting how Apple eventually catches up with some of these third-party developers, because one of the new features in iOS 15 is that their voice memos app now has the ability to tighten up the audio there it can eliminate silences for you so that's pretty amazing that they put that in the free version wow yeah that is amazing yeah <laughs> hi michael hello can you hear me yes that's no, i haven't had a chance to uh adjust my audio yet so <laughs> yeah sorry about that yeah we're yeah. instant service today that's, that's that's brilliant um first of all i just want to thank you uh for uh pigeon thank you to William for the uh, the demo. Um, I'm really uh, a newbie in my podcast journey. I've got um, I'm not new to sound editing, but I'm new to the podcast uh, side of things. Right. Um, I've got my intro recorded uh, through Ferrite. Um, 
and I'm trying to pull it all together with when I, I've got two episodes in my head, I just need to record them. Um, and I'm going to pull it all into um, backpack, I think. Um, uh, I just want to have a go at it on iOS and see how it goes. I may well um, pull it into Amadeus Pro at some point mm. <laughs> just to see how things go. Um, and and so, yeah, I, I just wanted really to um, – I haven't tried the noise reduction in Ferrite yet, but I just wanted to ask about – excuse me, ask um, uh, if anyone's had a go at that, um, how that works. Um, so my, my intro – um, it's only like 11 seconds, and I think, you know, uh, half a second of it, I had a bit of background noise. Um, and, and I'm just wondering, really, if anyone's had a go at that. I've got, uh, I can't remember if I said or not, I've got Hockey here as well on my iOS device. So I guess I could import it into that and try and clean it up that way. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get some views on that, really. Um, so I've had a go at that a little bit. I go into the... Um if you're in the edit field and you're editing a piece of audio, there's a tools button. And if you click on tools, there's going to be um, a section that says uh, effects. Um, and then one of those is going to be, there's a, there's a few of them. There's something called noise gate and that can reduce noise. So you click on that. And each time you click on an effect, when you go back into the tools um, section of the editing, it will say, you know, one effects, installed meaning one effects are active two effects are active there's also a low pass and a high pass filter i've had situations where i've put too many effects in so that it really then it sounds horrible because you're cutting out too much of the noise and so i've had to go back in and remove some of them and you can do that also i don't know what you know a high pass and low pass filter means and i'm really not sure what a noise gate means i assume it's to reduce noise maybe jonathan can um explain that yeah, well, yeah you, 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 can, you you have a threshold, threshold. You, have a, you have a threshold basically uh below which something is considered noise if something drops to a certain volume then you can consider that volume noise so you want to set your noise gate fairly low but if you set it at the right level it can do things like when you're not talking it can eliminate uh, air conditioning fans things like that so, and that is accessible oh, okay. in Ferrite. Yes, it is. Yeah. So have you actually tried the noise reduction where it, it essentially does a pass on the file and tries to eliminate background noise? I've not um, used that in Ferrite. I, I haven't. I don't know if it's, I don't remember hearing a noise reduction, ah. you know, button to click on, um, especially, but there's, let's see, there's equalizer. There's high and low pass filter. There's noise gate. Um, yeah, I don't remember ever coming across something that would just, uh, you know, pass through the file. But then again, maybe I am not familiar with the name of that particular. So have you seen noise reduction in Ferrite, um, Michael? I'm sure, and <laughs> this, this is why I ask, really. I'm, I'm sure I've seen it in the help file somewhere. Okay. Uh, I mean, um um and maybe i just need to spend a little bit more time and have a look at it um my uh well I, everyone's busy i guess so maybe i just need to be a little bit more patient have a look in the user guide i'm sure i've seen it somewhere way down the the user guide um but uh, given uh, william's demo i just thought i'd ask the question it's probably buried away in the um in the the, the mix settings somewhere but i i'm guessing maybe i need to look at it again Mm. Um, but it, it's it's certainly um, 
it's an app I'm intending to use. Uh, so I, I'm going to, um, I think I'm going to record it in ferrite, the whole thing, and then just pull it all together in backpack for the, the final mix. That's my plan anyway. That could change, but yeah, that's the plan at the moment. Well, good luck with that. I wonder how that would work. Cause so, so essentially backpack your, it's designed. So what you'd probably have to do is record it in backpack and then bring the finished recording into ferrite and edit it in there because Backpack is designed to obviously record things live and they've got compressors and you can now do your guest feature. So that's exclusively for recording. You, you'd you probably need to record and then bring it into Ferrite to edit. Yeah. I've actually, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, but I, I've actually can confirm that. I actually have had to do that with a few projects where um, – you know, I've recorded just, you know, a rough draft of something in backpack, but then I've I've pulled it into Ferrite so I can really do some fine tune editing and then uploaded it from from there and shared it with uh, well, Anchor. So Yeah. Just thinking it through, I think I understand what you're getting at, Michael. So you would you would have your intro and you might have your recorded your finished recorded product and then you'd you'd bring it into backpack and you'd essentially play it out and mix it that way. Is that is that what you're thinking? Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or uh, so, for example, um, when I've got my intro, I'm, I'm going to pull it, or maybe the intro, and then say half of the recording or most of the recording, pull it into backpack, uh, align, you know, set some of it to what like pad pad one or pad two, for example. Um, yeah. Record, do it, and then maybe do my outro um, recorded, as it were, and then I can upload it to. Um, I mean, I'm I'm so early on, I haven't. I'm thinking of going with Pinecast. I haven't decided yet, but I can upload it then to said host. That's that's the hello. I guess the Uh, downside of that would be you'd have to listen to the whole thing in real time as it played out, which may or may not bother you. Um, But 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 with with uh, Ferrite's ability to do dynamic audio compression and things like that, you may not need the backpack. But it'd be interesting to see where you go with this in future and what you settle on as your optimal workflow. Yeah. I mean, Hello. Can I I'm, can I say sense. something? Sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gabe, I'm not really uh, any particular podcaster, but uh, I've been using Ferrite for quite a while now, and uh, yeah, you. Um, I would suggest that's a good way to do it. I've always uh, recorded my projects in another app and then br- bring it into Ferrite. Uh, you can also uh, use uh, Dropbox or Files with Ferrite quite. Easily, I really love the how Ferrite allows you to import files very, very easily, and just uh, the mix, uh, just like the workflow, and how you can even just uh, adding tracks and then mix doing a like a final mix uh, for for your projects. It it works really good that way. So you know wherever you want, if you do want to upload it to another thing like that, but honestly. just either you know uh, uploading into Dropbox or saving your project into files and uh, grabbing it with Fairwrite that way. That's also a really good easy way to uh, drop it into Fairwrite. Uh, whether whatever uh, other recording uh, app you decide to use, um, it's honestly it seems like Fairwrite can pretty much grab it from most of other apps, but 
Uh, those are the ones that I've noticed that seems to work with really well. You know, like I said, just either Dropbox or the fo- native files uh, section. And uh, it just has that import. And then you can select really, you know, it's, it's almost, it reminds me almost of like when you, when you're on just like your regular computer in a lot of ways where you can just choose uh, exactly where you need, want to import your file from. Uh, and that's what I also really love about Ferrite. Good on you, Gabe. Yeah, I appreciate that. And th- then, of course, there's the whole workflow of what do you do when you've got your final mix and you want to publish it. And I guess the nice thing is that a number of podcast hosts now will take files from cloud services like Dropbox. You can link your Dropbox or um, OneDrive account, Google Drive, to some of these providers, and they will take the file directly from there. So that makes it easy too. Brilliant. Marco, do we have you now? You do. I think Clubhouse was playing uh, silly buggers before Jonathan, unfortunately, yeah. but we're, we're up here now. My uh, maths teacher, Miss Gregory, in fourth form, <laughs> she used to say to me, a poor workman blames his tools. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, William, I wanted to ask you a quick question because you're using these products a lot more than me. I was uh, using HockeySay up until a while back when I uh, haven't really touched it for some time. Is there... I have, I've got to say I really enjoyed Hockey Say. It really worked well, uh, allowing for more, uh, well, for editing, to, editing, I guess, of breaths and stuff a little bit easier and certain things that just in the workflow were a bit easier, like you were talking about earlier, Jonathan, those small edits are hard um, on a phone. Yeah. So, yeah, which is, yeah, I guess, why, for me anyway, Reaper or Audacity or anything else is just, uh, I guess, a more straightforward workflow. Um, are there any major differences between the two? Because it's always struck me as rather strange that a company makes two products that are essentially very similar. So are you, or do you know of major differences between the two products? Um, you know what? I, I really, I've, I've, um, come across uh hockey side, I think it's called on mm-hmm. uh, the Apple of this website, but I have never, I didn't actually purchase it yet but you know now that i'm hearing all this stuff about it i'm really thinking about going and getting it um just so i mean what's one more tool in my toolbox exactly um but yeah. you know unfortunately i don't have any experience with I, I think the key one is that one is non-destructive and the other is destructive and i'm pretty sure that it's ferrite that's non-destructive in other words you can go back uh, to infinity through your your undo history and and change things you're right about that Je- you're right about that, Jonathan. I'm telling you, there's I I search Fairlight is my go-to editing app. Whatever projects I do, I always use Fairlight. And you can, no matter how many times you need to undo that, you can just go back and back and back, undo, undo, repeat. It is really great. Well, app. that's interesting that you bring that up. I think that was one of the main reasons I stopped using HockeySay because you can't do that in HockeySay. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's the key difference, I think. But I, I will see if we can bring Canis on here because if they would add it to Ferrites, the ability to, say, use that left and right bracket key convention mm. where you can select across the entire project in one go and just make a quick deletion, then I think that one addition would make Ferrite a lot more viable. Can you imagine how much time that would save? Yeah, I, mean, I can. You know, rather yeah. than going backwards and forwards, and, that, and then you might get a slight amount of the, the first word come in, and it, yeah, it just gets hard. So, and that was one of the main reasons I stopped using them primarily. It was just taking too long, unfortunately. 
Yeah, and he does care. I mean, I think we're on the verge of having a really viable solution. Uh, one thing that they have added to their products in the last uh, little while since iOS 14 came out is they were pretty quick to jump on the uh, bandwagon of supporting using the microphone in a stereo array. So now if you're recording with their products, you can record with the built-in mics in stereo, and that's nice. Well, I think it's definitely worthwhile following up with the developer. I've spoken to the, the developer some time ago, um, and he does care. So definitely we're following up and if you can get him on the show that'd be fabulous sweet sweet very good oh thank, thank you very you. much for that i'm glad we got it working were you coming in with that jolly old club deck i bet you that's what it was uh well no actually yeah, i'm no, not on club deck i'm no, using no, i'm no. using uh open com uh aftershocks at the moment so, oh right okay i, I just yeah, wondered why yeah. it was that it wasn't working when you were last yeah, talking. i'm not sure yeah. I, I clicked on the join speaker and it wouldn't join so <laughs> i oh, don't well, know i blame the government yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad we got. I'm glad we got your pearls <laughs> of wisdom finally. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Have a great day. Yeah. Guys. You too. Cheers. We're almost at the end of our time, but if you've been wanting to talk about Ferrite uh, producing things on iOS, you have a question or comment for William, then speak now, as the preacher says, or forever hold your pieces, because we're nearly at the end. We're nearly at the end. Any other um, final comments you want to make by way of summing up about? Fair right, William. Oh, but before I ask you that, tell me about your podcast. What do you, what do you do? What so my podcast, um, so I love to play audio games, um, yeah. which are, you know, I've been playing them since 2007. And I've listened to walkthroughs that other people have done on audio games in the past. And I just, last year, right before COVID hit, I just said, you know what, this is something I want to do. I think, you know, more and more people should know about audio games. So, you know, I try to have people on my show um, who are audio game developers. I do a lot of demonstrations on audio games um, and I really love what I do. Very cool. So how many episodes have you published so far? I have published, let's see, 17 in the first season, 15 in the second season. So in total, it is about um, 32. That is tremendous. That's so you And it's called... It's called the Audio Games Buffet. And you do that through Anchor, right? Yes. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah, gaming's a, a popular topic, so that's brilliant. So Ferris made a big difference to you, it sounds like. You're enjoying using it. It, it really has. You know, it really have, makes my life a lot easier. I don't have to go through Anchor and try to break it up by segments. I mean, you have no idea how much time I spent uh, doing that. Um, my, the first guest I had on my show in season one um, – I needed to cut out something and it, and it took like four or five hours to track it down. Oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, but that's my podcast and, and uh, it's played on Apple and, you know, uh, Google, Spotify everywhere. So people can check that out. Yes. As they say, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so exactly. very good. Well, I really appreciate you talking us through uh, the way that you work with Fairite. It's been great. And uh, thanks for giving up some of your 4th of July to do that for us. Oh, no problem. It's an, like I said, it's an honor to be on uh, this show with you. And I, you know, I love listening to, uh, you know, all the material that you create. And I kind of am a big fan. So keep up. The oh, good thank work. you. That's really kind. Thank you very much. So we're going to wrap here. Let me just remind people how to subscribe to the Blind Podmaker group. It really is low traffic, high quality at the moment. And we're going to endeavor to keep it that way. But we discuss all sorts of aspects of podcasting, whether it be the hardware you might need, the software that you might use 
interview techniques, anything really relating to podcasting as blind people is way on topic. And if you would like to join that, then you can send a blank email to creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. The Blind Podmaker is all one word. Creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. Now, as I said at the beginning of this, for those who joined us late, uh, just to give me a bit more work-life balance, uh, I am not uh, going to be doing one of these every week, but it doesn't mean I'm stopping them altogether. If, for example, we can get the uh, developer of Ferrite in, we will do that, and I'll come back as the time allows and as the need arises. Uh, and do feel free, if you are a member of the Blind Podmaker Club here on Clubhouse, to start your own room and share your experiences about any topic relating to podcasting, you would be most welcome. But for now, that's where we are going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for your company today, and we'll be back in touch soon on the Blind Podmaker Room on Clubhouse. <laughs>